We're going today to complete Law of One, Session 54, uh, May 29, 1981, and this is the re-listened version. Uh, we've done two classes on Session 54 already. It's a very long session and very deep teaching on Catalyst and the uses of Catalyst on positive and negative path, the... Um, the um, correspondence or really integration of understanding soul evolution from the perspective of energy development, meaning chakras, and um, use of experiential catalyst or determination of, of how, how we're living uh, day by day in terms of um, uh, use of catalyst or our, our way of processing life experience to uh, activate higher centers. And so last time we ended at the long section, long answer of 5425, <clears throat> where Ra is talking about um, agreeing with Don that positive, those on the positive path and those on the negative path are using experiential catalyst in some sense um, opposite ways, in some way can be considered uh, opposite usage, particularly uh, of the first three chakras. And uh, what I was saying, for the negative entity, um, they use the lower three centers, right? Um, the lower triad, red, orange, yellow, in three ways, uh, or in ways that are, you know, consonant with the nature of consciousness in those three chakras. Uh, in each case, Ross said the negative use the, re the the three lower centers. This is fifty four twenty five, for separation and control over others, which is the negative path, um, increasing control, increasing separation, um, as the result of uh, endless controlling by three ways, sexual means, personal assertion, and action in your societies. Sexual means related to red ray, one-to-one. -one. Uh, personal assertion, also related to uh, relationship of self and other, or self and other self, but particularly in the way of domination in personal relationships, right? You know, the woman who screams at her husband, the man who beats his wife, the the older sibling who dominates uh, the younger siblings, that's all personal assertion, uh, and in the way of controlling. Then finally, action in your society is basically group work and how the negative entities here form groups, and that's very yellow ray, you know, our group against your group, my political party, my faction of the political party, my sports team, maybe. Um, depending on their attitude, used in service to self, the kind of attitude of, um, I hate, you know, the opposition. And so this also gives us a, a deeper understanding of the, the nature of consciousness in the first three rays. So then we see the same uh, in a reversed way or opposite form for those on the positive path, Ross said, positively oriented entity, will be transmuting strong red ray sexual energy, meaning there's no problem having strong sexual desire. It's okay, it's good actually on the adept path or on the higher way to have strong sexual energy until 
you know, this is different. This is not Buddhism, okay? <laughs> so, Buddhism, you know, if you're going to be a monk, you really have to um, let it let it die. But this is different. Uh, but uh, Ra's recommendation, or those who are on, you know, a more a more um, interpersonal uh, positive path, transmuting strong red ray sexual energy into green ray energy transfers, meaning sexual sexuality based in love and respect and non-infringement and non-possession and non-control, then also uh, radiation in blue and indigo. And you see, that's all the transmutation of red ray. It's red ray to green through, sex, through love-based sexuality or you know, harmless sexuality or supportive and kindly sexuality. Uh, and then also... Uh, radiation in blue indigo, blue and indigo, five and six chakras, uh, which really means uh, knowing truth. <laughs> knowing truth is a radiation in blue. And uh, doing visualization or any kind of uh, white magical practice is a form of indigo radiation, six chakra radiation. Uh, may all beings be well and happy. May all beings live in peace, like the four Brahma Viharas. Um, don't involve action in society don't involve personal assertion, they certainly don't involve relationship uh, physically, but there is um, the prayer offered that may all beings be well and happy, free of pain, rejoicing together, and um, living in peace. That's how I read the four Brahma-viharas, which are the abodes of Brahma, Brahma realms, which are four meditations, or, or a set of four in Buddhism as a practice. Um, which is very helpful, and that's all coming from root red ray energy. You know, Ra's saying that that root ray energy can go all the way up to six, of course, and then also the transmutation of the normal sense of self in second ray, which is selfhood, and the reality of being social beings or being, you know, living on earth with a community of other humans, transmuting selfhood, second, and place in society, third, into energy transfer situations like mental transfer um, of teaching, learning, listening, communicating, uh, transfer situations in which the entity may merge with and serve others and then finally radiate unto others without expecting any transfer in return, which is the adept um, or the sixth chakra activation perspective of service, expecting nothing, not demanding, um, you know, doing, uh, being, being a point of love light simply because that's our nature. Ra said this in the first session, all the way back to session one, uh, talking about the law of one, saying this is our nature and our purpose. Radon was asking, why are you here? What's your point? What's, what's your purpose in living or in, you know, communicating with us or helping humanity? Uh, and Ra explained the law of one and said that's our nature and our purpose. <clears throat> and that is exactly how it is that the crystallized healer or the higher self or the being in one, uh, the being who is free from uh, illusion or, you know, free from ignorance, um, the ignorance uh, in, under the illusion of limits, um, imagining that you and I and all things are separate and um, non-related, uh, going beyond that illusion to live in one, the truth of unity, uh, no longer having a sense of personal willing 
because their purpose or their function, their activity, which is a manifestation of their purpose, is is unified with their nature. Um, I'm simply expressing my true nature. So there's, I've said this before, some Tibetan Lama, I believe, was asked, you know, why do you keep doing meditation? Or maybe he's a Theravadan master. Why do you keep medita- doing meditation? Because the guy had already had, you know, was already pretty awakened. And, and there was a sense of, why should I not? And uh, the basis, I think, is uh, doing positive, you know, doing service or doing meditation or uh, being a point of love and light. It, it, there's no longer any sense of um, calculated purpose and function. It's simply an expression of one's nature, which one knows. So live your true nature, express, express your true nature. And that is um, beyond personal willing and beyond choice. It's the choicelessness of uh, expressing naturally one's true nature when it's uh, more fully known, as it's more fully known. So, very important teaching. Uh, again, Ross said, uh, I'll just do some review because we, uh, we don't have so many more questions to go through to complete the session. Going backwards a bit, 2054-24, Ra was explaining that catalyst is not quite, you know, ultimately necessary. However, um, it is programmed, and then Ra said, the program is designed for the mind-body-spirit complex for its unique requirements. Everybody's catalyst is different. Um, this, uh, this event happened to me not necessarily for the same purpose that it may have happened to you. Two people in the same situation uh, are, are um, experiencing or perceiving uh, different functions uh, in the same catalytic uh, event. The same event as catalyst uh, would be used differently, but also would be, could be understood um, as being programmed for different reasons. So different two people may be in the same situation for different reasons, right? So like the the siblings, a brother and a sister in a family, both programmed to be born into that family, but they may be they may have very different purposes for that programming. And again, Ross says um, it's so important <clears throat> for us to be aware of and hearken to the voice of our experiential catalyst. Listen to, uh, look, look at your life and, and continue to inquire, why is this happening or what can I learn? What can I learn from this or how can I learn here? How can I grow or use this difficulty, this trouble uh, in, a, in a good way? in a positive, skillful way, in a helpful way. That is gleaning from it that which we incarnated to glean. Glean meaning um, recognize and learn and perceive. So um, let's go to the new material, 24, or sorry, 54, 54, 26. Don says, can you describe the energy which is the energy that enters any of the energy centers. Can you describe its path from its origin, its form, and its effect? And um, he wasn't quite clear how to formulate the question. Ross said it's partially possible (laughs) to describe uh, what? The energy that goes into chakras or its path from origin to destination. Um, Maybe Ross not sure what Don means either. 
And Ra, however, does a summary, or a it's a pretty heavy answer, 5427. <clears throat> and I've used some aspects of this um, in, in teaching, in discussion in many places in the past. This, this is uh, bankable, <laughs> bankable information, meaning uh, key cosmogenetic, cosmogenesis level uh, teaching on... Um, the purpose of creation, or the purpose of the, of the generation of light. Ra said, 5427, The origin of all energy is the action of free will upon love. The nature of all energy is light. The means of its ingress, meaning in, input point, input um, access, the ingress into the mind-body-spirit complex is duple, D-U-P-L-E means double. Firstly, there is the inner light, which is the polaris of the self, the guiding star. This is the birthright and true nature of all entities. The, this energy dwells within. And then, the second point of ingress is the polar opposite of the north star, shall we say, and may be seen, if you wish to use the physical body as an analog for the magnetic field, as coming through the feet, and coming through the feet from the earth, and through the lower point of the spine. This point of ingress of the universal light energy is undifferentiated until it begins its filtering process through the energy centers. The requirements of each energy center and the efficiency with which the individual has learned to tap into the inner light determine the nature of the use made by the entity of these in-streamings. So this is a pretty serious answer here. Uh, to say, let's go paragraph by paragraph of 5427 here. When we're talking, first of all, when we're talking about energy, we're talking about the seven, um, the seven frequencies of light that we understand as seven-dimensional colors. The seven colors of light in the rainbow these are differentiated energies or energies that are differentiations of intelligent energy or light love light love light the the origin before we get to those seven we have the action of free will upon love uh, and the action of free will upon love is the first and the second principles or the first and second laws the law of free will the law of love giving rise to the law of light. So it's not that it's, we can look at it uh, as it seems to be sequential, right? The, the, the one infinite creator before galaxies uh, conceives of the possibility of finity, F-I-N-I-T-Y, the uh, condition or state or experience of non-infinity, meaning the experience of limited body, limited consciousness, limited energy quality, um, limited awareness, uh, time and space, uh, all of that, you know, linear, linear progression, uh, all of that um, ultimately are, are, you know, all of creation is an expression of finity or limitation, apparent limitation, form. The form of bodies, the form of energy fields, the form of chakras, the form of um, the experience of time and space. Uh, 
that the action of free will upon love, if we think of it in a sequential way, is the creator, the one infinite creator or source um, applying its infinite will or omnipotence upon its infinite love, which is uh, actually uh, omniscience, and love as the enabling principle, second second law, the law of love, not not the same as fourth ray, uh, the dimension of love and understanding. It's the law of, um, it's a, you can say it's a law or a way, it's really a primary quality of infinity, which is infinite love. And that is acted upon by infinite will or power to generate energy, which is intelligent energy, which is actually light. So the nature of all energy or differentiated energies, electromagnetic, that which is yang, that which is yin, the polarity of energy being a wave and a particle, uh, radiatory, uh, transmissive or receptive magnetic, uh, the dual polarized nature of love, light, light, love, um, all of those um, differentiated forms of energy uh, are, their true nature is light. And so the origin of energy whose nature is light, meaning the origin of light, is the action of free will upon love. <clears throat> How it gets into mind-body-spirit complex or the seven-dimensional self uh, is twofold, duple. And first, um, there is a light that's dwelling, we can say dwelling within. That is so-called inner light, the Polaris or North Star, the guiding star, which is really um, the the fire of the Logos, the divine spark, we can say. It's our birthright, it's our true nature, it's our origin, it's our destination, it's the source, it's true nature, and that is, you know, um, basically accessed um, by seventh chakra, or it's... Um, its its point of contact in the seven-dimensional self is uh, crown chakra. Although you can say that, you know, the nature, the true nature of all energy fields and all aspects of the seven-dimensional self, its true nature is infinity, God, or divine spark. Also, it's, um, you know, it gets a little bit subtle when we try to resolve the relative and the absolute views. But uh, the... The nature of all energy being light, that light uh, being generated by infinite will upon infinite love for the purpose of, uh, you know, the creation of solar systems or galaxies and solar systems, you know. The purpose of all of that is the experience of the one infinite creator, um, the original desire of the one infinite creator being that all infinite, you know, may all beings seek and become one. The original desires that entities seek and become one. The way that that's done is by an increasing contact with the, this guiding star, inner light, or um, link to to you know to the logos uh, that that is through seventh chakra. <clears throat> so this is a, a light within. It's not the same as the upward spiraling light that uh, goes from root to crown. Uh, essentially, you can say it's the same or true same nature but it's, it's uh, non-differentiated. What is differentiated, as far as I know, is the uh, upward spiraling light, or kundalini, or um, energy that comes from this, or comes through 
the second point of ingress or input being a polar opposite of the north, um, which is really root chakra. And this, um, there's a little hint here that, and some Hindus, some Hindu yoga systems understand this, but not many people do. The uh, root chakra actually is also triadic. The root chakra comes from the, the, the there's a minor chakra or um, a uh, sub sub point of the root chakra at the base, you know, in the balls of the feet or in the in the middle of the feet. The I don't know the, the balls of the feet is a funny expression, but it's sort of um, uh, on the the bottom of the feet, <laughs> uh, somewhere in the middle there on both feet is a is a red ray entrance point and base of the spine, uh, which is the traditional point um, of understood, you know, the traditional understanding of root chakra, red ray, malkut, um, being base of the spine, associated with um, the perineum, um, which is a, a point between the genitals and the, uh, the back door, and um, also the sexual organs, the gonads in, in some systems the uh, endocrine organs related to the root chakra. But the, the the point here that I take away is that we can think of root chakra as triadic, just as the lower triad, first, second, third chakras, are in some ways all body, physical body related. The consciousness of the first three chakras, as I said last time, is in many ways um, all related to a kind of body uh, identity or body identification in mind. So the root chakra uh, energy, upward spiraling light, comes through the feet from earth and then the base of the spine. It's also undifferentiated. Um, I guess it comes in undifferentiated, but it differentiates um, when when it goes into second chakra. And that's why people think of second chakra as related to sexuality when it really isn't, according to Ra's system, uh, but the differentiation of sexual energy is second ray, meaning uh, how we think of ourselves, how we feel about ourselves, our self-image, our emotional, mental, emotional conception of uh, personal identity, second ray, personal selfhood, uh, you know, seriously, very, uh, very uh, considerably differentiates or influences the degree, you know, our own sexuality. Our sense of sexuality is not only uh, impulses coming from the body, but more so uh, how the mind uh, reacts to and interprets uh, sexual impulse coming from body. And that's a whole long discussion. Uh, and so the filtering begins with second ray, um, then Ra's explaining that the requirements of each center, which they said before, there were certain minimal requirements of the first three rays in terms of um, their own maintenance and their own uh, well-being, uh, which is basically our own anchoring, I think, I would say, our anchoring, the, the mind's anchor in body, and body health conditions, very much associated with first three chakras, yes. It's all below the diaphragm. Uh, it's the trunk of the tree or the root, you know, the roots of the tree, actually. The tree of body. 
uh, not only the tree of mind, but the first three chakras are, are important. <laughs> you know, that's the foundation of the house or the roots of the tree. And uh, they need to be uh, appreciated too. Uh, uh, so that uh, those minimal requirements take away some or, or make use of and, and trap, we can say, or drain off some of the upward spiraling light from root to crown. But what really determines um, our degree of enlightenment or uh, relative degree of uh, being light-filled um, is uh, the efficiency with which the individual or we learn to tap into the inner light, um, which means the degree to which we can um, release lower chakra blockage, one, two, three, uh, and appreciate, uh, you know, our, our total self and all the possibilities of life being more than just uh, embodiment and personal emotional wellness and social uh, engagement. That, that's, those are important, but that's, um, you know, the foundation, that's the, that, that's the beginning. It's not the whole of... Um, uh, our work in this incarnation or or the purpose of our life and so this efficiency with which the individual has learned to tap into the inner light really is the degree to which first second third chakras are no longer blocked and one can uh, appreciate that light at higher levels you know consciousness can appreciate more than simply embodiment in a personal sense of self with feeling and our position or relation to a society. Uh, this tapping into the inner light is actually um, appreciating the inner light more, <laughs> appreciating ourselves more, appreciating life more, so that we're not trapped, you know, being animal, animal man. We're not trapped um, being, you know, some kind of biological product that has a short lifespan and disappears, because that's uh, a lie, that's a falsehood. Uh, so, the this this these the minimal requirements of these centers, and then mainly the efficiency, which is called the efficient use of catalyst. The efficient use of catalyst means using life experience to continue on our path. That efficiency is also um, a kind of energetic matter uh, in terms of allowing uh, allowing energy, allowing that upward spiraling light um, to fill our total being, <laughs> not just remain below the diaphragm. Uh, and that determines the nature of the use made by the entity of the in-streamings. So how we use them, how we use the in-streaming depends on our perspectives. And that depends on our view. That's why in Buddhism, uh, the right the eightfold path number one is right view, and so that's part of the value of just reading raw, which is, uh, as far as I can say, this is this is pretty much right view, um, in terms of the um, intricacies of soul evolution in the cosmic plan. And um, you know, without vision, the people perish, and with vision, um, the people. Um, you know, the people flourish and move to abundance.
uh, life more abundant is the purpose of Ra's teaching. <laughs> so that, you know, the one infinite life may be experienced and appreciated more abundantly within the personal self, within the whole self, incarnate self. So we have these two points of uh, ingress or these two contact points between the seven-dimensional self or the mind-body-spirit complex uh, and uh, the logos or and infinity, uh, crown chakra, root chakra. And the work is just like the, the Hindu view, uh, moving that energy uh, from root to crown or making union between these two uh, contact point, ingress points, uh, energetics of root and crown. And so this is just another way of talking about um, spiritual path or spiritual work. 54.28, does experiential catalyst follow the same path? Ross said this, and Don said this may be a dumb question. I don't think it's dumb at all. Don, uh, so you see, Don may be a little bit self-critical here. That's another dynamic to the psychology. Uh, Ross says, this is not a pointless question. Um, for catalyst and the requirements or distortions of the energy centers are two concepts linked as tightly as two strands of rope. Um, what you see, energy consciousness is not two, it's one. There, there is the, the sevenfold um, mind-body-spirit complex or the sevenfold octave self. Seven-dimensional? Yeah, now. Seven energy bodies, energy fields associated with those seven-dimensional or seven chakras that we are or manifest or experience. Uh, and... That seven-dimensional self can be thought of as evolving consciousness and evolving energy development. When we look, when we talk about the chakras and um, ingress of energy from root to crown, or ingress of energy at root and at crown, and the joining of uh, the the making union or clearing the path between root and crown, the um, kundalini rising. That's one way of talking of soul evolution for the seven-dimensional self, the, the seven-fold octave self. One way to talk of our soul evolution is in terms of energy dynamics and chakras uh, and, uh, you know, the ultimately uh, completing the circuit or perfecting the circuit from root to crown and back and up. Another way of talking about it is the use of experiential catalysts to um, be free of distortion the efficient use of catalyst to um, to purify or bring love wisdom to um, our embodiment first ray all aspects like you know body health and sexuality and survival issues and um, physicality and bringing love wisdom uh, in the moment to personal selfhood and place in society and action in society place in society action in society third ray personal selfhood, the sense of self, which is very uh, tied to the emotional process, or at least it partakes of the emotional second ray, uh, and embodiment or physicality, first ray, to bring love, wisdom, <clears throat> know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator, uh, acceptance of self, forgiveness of self, direction of the will, the path to the disciplined personality, 
the way of the positive path, um, living that uh, to reduce distortion or living that in the moment, that's another way of talking of soul evolution of the sevenfold octave self. That's the same thing. So energy development, consciousness development, same. Sentient light, love light, the nature of light, you know, the nature of intelligent energy, or the essence, the the sort, the 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 origin of the sevenfold energies, is intelligent energy, or light love, love light. The light portion, <clears throat> um, we we can discuss in terms of energetics. The love portion we talk discuss in terms of evolving consciousness. So this is sentient light, uh, energy consciousness, and they even relate to um, uh, presence and identity. <laughs> so identity is associated with consciousness and presence is associated with the energetics. So <clears throat> um, the the you know we're trying to resolve the seven to three to one or the two back to one um, and discussing catalyst the evolution of catalyst or our evolving use, evolving efficiency in the use of catalyst or how we handle life and discussing, requirements and distortions and energetics of the seven rays and their energy relationships are two ways of talking about the same work, <clears throat> the same work being soul evolution in this cosmic plan. 5429, Don says, Then you had mentioned in an earlier session that the experiential catalyst was first experienced by the South Pole, root chakra, and appraised with its respect to survival, which is a first ray consideration, etc. That's why I asked the question, and can you expand on the concept? Um, Don is sort of reviewing the same ground here. It's pretty heavy to catch this on the first pass, you know. Uh, we have the benefit of uh, 30 years here in, of consideration. Raw answers, we have addressed the filtering process by which incoming energies are pulled upwards according to the distortions of each energy center and the strength of will or desire emanating from the awareness of inner light. If we may be more specific, please query with specificity. Uh, let me... Uh, I guess we'll just go little by little by little, even though they're all joined, all these concepts or all these Q&As here. Um, yes, Ra had said that um, experiential catalyst, which again is a consciousness-related way of talking about um, soul evolution or the or the the energetics from root to crown, is the way we meet experiential catalyst in mind, being a, a reflection of the quality um, with which or the quality and the skill or the fullness with which energy goes from root to crown. So experiential catalyst experienced by the South Pole, <clears throat> it's not exactly, you know, you're, we're sound, now we're mixing paradigms. Um, mind experiences experiential catalyst. That mind experiencing of catalyst begins with the mind experiencing the energetics of physicality, first right body health, body embodiment, basically, experiencing embodiment. And that includes health, and that includes, uh, you know, issues of eating and sleeping and sex, 
It includes loneliness and it includes all dynamics of how we think of our body. Uh, this is uh, it, this is akin to experiential catalyst first experienced by the South Pole. It's not the South Pole that's experiencing it. It, it it's uh, the South Pole is receiving the energy input or ingress, and the mind is, is fashioning experience in association with that contact. It's the mind fashioning experience in seven stages. The mind fashions experience and in fact actually experiential catalyst is um, a mind fashioned uh, event meaning when the mind is free of fashioning uh, there's no more experience of catalyst because uh, experience has been the 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 form the, the the impulse to form experience by fashioning samskara in mind has fallen away. That's called the end of the path. Uh, it's not that the South Pole is appraising uh, energy with respect to survival. You see, that's why it's very, very, very complicated to put this together. Uh, <clears throat> the mind appraises embodiment as with the energy uh, ingress of South Pole. Now, Ra's saying that um, when we're talking about the energetic or, or speaking of energetic, seven-ray energetic, south pole, north pole, there is a filtering process, it can be called that, whereby uh, south pole root chakra, triadic root chakra, incoming energies uh, go, uh, you know, uh, up, uh, do their upward spiraling light thing. You know, that's just Neo doing his Superman thing. That's just uh, intelligent energy doing its upward spiraling light thing, which is, you know, by logoic decree, which is the essence of um, the original desire that all entities seek and become one. Uh, we have countless opportunities to keep seeking and becoming one as um, the the energy keeps um, looping from root to crown and root to crown and root to crown. You know, it's root to crown to root to root, you know, from root, south pole to crown, and then back down to south pole down the front, <clears throat> and then back up from south pole to north pole. So it's south to north to south to north, and that's the microcosmic orbit, Montauk Chia, Taoist teacher taught that, which is a very, you know, it's the traditional understanding that the main nadi or energy line in the pranic nadi, etheric energy, intelligent energy, energy um, circuit or boulevard is root to crown, <laughs> up the up the spine, sushumna. And then there's, you know, the nadis of ida pingala, which are two polar aspects of polarized intelligent energy up the spine too, like the caduceus spiraling around. But you have also um, a crown to root, crown chakra down the front of the body, or the etheric body really, to the perineum again, or root, root chakra. So there's this continual um, orbiting, <laughs> or um, energy transiting from root to crown, down to root, up to crown, and the ingress, and that's associated with the ingress from South Pole. So there's this, you know, so you see, this is um, 
all of this needs to be parsed and um, analyzed and uh, correlated. <clears throat> so, you, yeah, incoming energies um, can be said to be pulled upwards um, according to these two things. One are the distortions or requirements of each energy center, meaning some should be uh, so sh some should be retained. Some energy uh, from root to crown should be retained in in different chakras, of course. But mainly, it's the strength of will or desire emanating from awareness of inner light. And Ross said the strength of the inner light is equivalent to the strength of the will in seeking that light. Very, very important comment. Um, you know, why do some people, um, you know, become a, become a monk at age 10 and then uh, by the time they're 50, you know, they're fully enlightened? That's because they came into this life um, with very strong awareness of inner light. How? Because in past lives they had very strongly sought or develop the will to seek the inner light, which really means to seek their own totality or to seek um, um, ultimate and, and um, perfected, completed self-transformation. Um, be all you can be. Um, develop, you know, total development of what we are. And, of course, that includes helping others and being goodly to others. It's not a selfish endeavor. If anybody at a low mind is thinking that uh, self-transformation, you know, <laughs> often leads to uh, absolute self-sacrifice, self-offering to totality, <laughs> the sense of individuality is sacrificed or offered willingly to the reality of totality or oneness. <laughs> That's the supreme self-offering or self-sacrifice for others, which is the surrender of vidya to um, reality, to surrender ignorance. To reality, that's the surrender of the separate self to God, <laughs> to totality, to totality. So, but this strength of will or desire, will and desire are the same. Different levels of desire equals different differentiations of will. Uh, that strength of will or desire, meaning how much do you love the light? How much do you love the truth? How much do you love God? <laughs> but God is not outside you. God is everywhere, inside, outside, all. How much do you love reality? How much do you love joy? How much do you love freedom? And so that, you know, relative degree of loving or desiring um, total transformation or total development um, is, is a relative strength of will uh, seeking the light and that um, leads to a relative development of awareness of inner light and um, some people just don't care and other people intensely care uh, and those who will it uh, gain it <laughs> those who you know uh, <clears throat> ask and it shall be given but if you don't ask it won't and uh, the key to uh, self-transformation, spiritual transformation, is the degree to which we um, desire uh, we desire freedom and truth and um, total development. So the strength of will or desire emanates from awareness of inner light, and the awareness of inner light is the result of a relative strength of will or desire for that light. So if you love the light, 
the awareness will grow. And as you as that awareness grows, you'll love it even more. 5430, Don says, I'll make this statement, which may be somewhat distorted, and see that you correct it. We have, coming through the feet and the base of the spine, root chakra, the total energy that the mind-body-spirit complex will receive in the way of what we call light. Uh, each energy center, as it is, as it is met, filters out. Oh, okay. Each energy center, as it is met, uh, filters out and uses a portion of this energy, red through violet. Is it correct? Process is largely correct. Um, exceptions are as follows. The energy ingress ends with indigo, at the uh, at the base at the bottom of the it, it, the bottom of the the bridge or the gateway shuttle to uh, intelligent infinity. Energy ingress ends with indigo, and the violet ray is a thermometer or indicator of the whole. It's also uh, you know the sun, the um, <laughs> the sun in the in the sky. <clears throat> because it's the portal vortex through which the logos um, or eighth dimensional or infinite the infinite communicates to the apparent finity the sun in the sky as eric dollard understands it is uh, has no mass and is simply um, a vortex or transformer of energies from another dimensionality which is in my understanding the eighth density or the out- outside the octave but uh, violet ray crown chakra is the sun as much it is as it is the crown. See, humans only think about humans, earth humans. Think about earth human. If they really know, they would say that the, the crown chakra is the sun. But energy ingress ends with indigo. Actually, indigo is the crown. <laughs> That's too strange for people. But um, the, end of humanity, the end of humanity is indigo. The end of, of selfhood is indigo. The beginning of forever is violet. And that's solar, and that's actually a access point to the solar logos. <laughs> so energy, uh, again, each center filters out and uses whatever it needs, um, which means you know not only one, two, three, but you know four, five, six also need some energy for their correct you know conformation or composition or maintenance. But main point is that most energy is going from root up to crown, and how much depends on. Um, awareness of the inner light and the will to keep seeking. Uh, Ra's answer, um, I'm not even going to read Don's question, 5431, because it doesn't, it's not that clear to me, but let's just take it from Ra. The, the ingress ends at indigo, that's the end of the line. Um, then there's the shuttle or bridge to seventh ray. And that's the, when that bridge is fully opened and uh, in use, that's the light in the head that Bailey talked about and the halo. The violet ray is a thermometer or indicator of the whole seventh ray as a summary register of all seven rays development. Ross said um, in 5431, uh, firstly we would state that we had not finished we had not um, finished answering the previous query and may answer both in part by stating that, and this is what's usable, in the fully activated entity, 
only that small portion of, up, of in-streaming light needed to tune the energy center is used, the great remainder being free to be channeled and attracted upwards. So we already covered that many times here. Uh, they take what they need, the chakras, and then most of it goes up. Then, to answer your second question more fully, we may say that it is correct that radiation without necessity of response begins with blue ray, although the green ray, being the great transitional ray, must be given all careful consideration. For until transfers of energy of all types has been experienced and mastered to a great extent, there will be blockages in blue and indigo radiations. Again, the violet emanation is, in this context, meaning seven, a resource from which, through indigo, intelligent energy, intelligent infinity may be contacted. The radiation thereof, meaning uh, of seven ray, the radiation thereof will not be violet ray, but rather green, blue, or indigo, depending upon the nature of the type of intelligence which infinity has brought through into discernible energy. The green ray type of radiation, in this case, is the healing. The blue ray, the communication and inspiration. The indigo, that energy of the adept, which has its place in faith. This is a super important answer, actually, for those who are uh, moving along towards or on or in relation to adept path or higher chakra development, 5431. So... What's really, uh, you know, what's really happening in terms of uh, radiation without necessity of response, like the adept that no longer expects results upon visible planes, or true selfless giving, true selfless seva, seva, service, self-offering, true bhakti, you know, uh, world bhakti, devotion to God, to the guru, to truth, to the logos, to the path, uh, it can be said, you know, radiation without necessity of response, meaning uh, being a radiant point of love light, begins with blue ray, meaning uh, the blue ray, you see, has contact with the spirit complex that the green ray doesn't. And so I believe, Ra doesn't explain this, but I believe that the radiation um, the, 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 these three types of uh, radiation are explained uh, in the third paragraph. Ross said the green ray type of radiation is healing, the blue ray communication inspiration, the indigo being the, in, the energy of the adept, meaning the center worked upon by adepts in general, is indigo six, uh, which has a place in faith. Its place is in faith. Faith is knowing. Um, and it seems to me, maybe I'm overstepping, but it seems to me that Blu-ray radiation, if we're really talking about radiation as non-physical offering rather than physical doing, radiation as um, <clears throat> a condition of being rather than doing, um, as, as a reflection of mind, literally a reflection of mind rather than engagement of body or speech, if that's what radiation means, which is that's what it means to me, then I think Blu-ray radiation includes um, the offering of knowing. To walk in the world as a knower is, is a form of service, expecting nothing in return. To walk the world as a knower. 
um, not an ET knowers, but uh, there's some book about that, The Watchers, Raymond Fowler. But to be a knower, one who knows, um, need not say, need not act. Um, knowing is um, itself a service to the one and a service to humanity. Absolutely, as far as I know. Now, if you don't call that radiation, but rather six-ray um, place and faith or a six-ray <clears throat> love light, you know, combined offering, I don't know. But uh, Ra is saying, number one, um, this capacity for radiation, which, which manifests in three ways according to whether it comes out in some senses green or blue or indigo, this radiation, capacity for radiation, without necessity of response, which is um, a being, you know, uh, unified to some extent, right? There may be still be lower chakra blockage, but somewhat unified being radiation as service, as a very subtle <laughs> use of catalyst or achievement in being or mind <clears throat> in response to catalyst, not needing response, that that esoteric uh, radiatory being offering service, I'm calling it, uh, begins in Blu-ray. Um, however, Blu-ray depends on green ray. <laughs> and Ra is saying green ray is a transitional ray, the great transitional ray. It is really uh, the transition from um, you know, being an animal, <laughs> an animal man to being uh, a godly you know, helper of the one. Uh, it's um, it's really it's a one of the three uh, primary rays. It's a or I don't know if it's, it's not one of the primary rays. It's one of the basic rays. The basic rays are one four seven. The primary rays are one three five. So the primary colors um, red, yellow, blue goes to the primary rays being uh, one three five which are also important for harvestability, um, related to the basic rays of 147, where fourth ray, um, you know, red ray could be called foundational basic ray, green ray could be called transitional basic ray, or trans yeah, transitional basic, you know, all these terms are a little, getting a little heavy here, it's a little juggling, but the fourth ray is very important <laughs> clearly um, it basically allows beings to get out of some uh, out of the the material samsara out of third density there's a freedom from death um, escaping death not the final escape but a um, important escape from death um, is activation of green ray sufficiently so that one um, doesn't need to reincarnate in third density then one lives in higher densities and, you know, what's called death in 4th and 5th and 6th density is not a death at all. It's a conscious, um, you know, a conscious releasing from uh, an energy vehicle um, in full consciousness. So when, when entities go from, from space-time incarnate to time-space non-incarnate, non-body, non-embodied in 4th and 5th and 6th density, that death or transition is nothing like what it is here, meaning there's no veiling, there's no confusion, there's no upset, there's no doubt, it's not even a death, it's just taking off one form, and, um, <clears throat> you know, 
going into a more natural form without the embodiment of space-time. So there is a certain freedom from death that occurs for harvestability, and that's where Yeshua was coming from, you know, saying, um, you know, that, that in many ways, um, living a life of love and virtue and goodness um, leads to a freedom, leads to freedom from death or uh, a, a transfigured condition, not, not the ultimate, but enough to get out of materiality once and for all. And that was, in many ways, I think, the purpose of Yeshua's teaching, is to help people get out of their density once and for all by learning the ways of love. But Ra's saying that Blu-ray... See, <laughs> I'm not going to go to four hours here, but uh, <clears throat> Blu-ray, although, yes, Blu-ray being... Um, very big butterfly just said hello. Although Blu-ray, yes, is, a, we may say, the mind-body contact point to spirit complex in a way that green is not. Um, blue and green are quite different in a way, actually. We can't get into that now. But yes, this uh, capacity for radiation without necessity of response <clears throat> which is really esoteric service, whether it comes by green or blue or indigo, it's related to six chakra activation. That that working or capacity begins with a Blu-ray activation, which it doesn't in green. Yet, green is the great transitional ray, basically from the lower to the higher, from the lower triad to the upper. Um, Green ray must be given careful consideration, all careful consideration, meaning it's really essential. What's essential uh, for capacity for radiation or adept work is your condition of your heart. You know, if you're not really centered in love, truly, you know, with a real, um, real understanding of what, what green ray is all about, non-control, ahimsa, um, uh, there'll be blockages in blue and indigo. As Ross said, until transfers of energy of all types have been experienced and mastered to a great extent, there are blockages in blue and indigo. Saying, you know, uh, until uh, green ray. You see, it's interesting. Ross saying that as, as uh, you you have to you have to pay a lot of, have to pay close attention to green ray if you want to be an adept. Otherwise, you're going to become a black adept or a black magician. Very, very true and important point. The only difference um, between the black adept and the white adept, or the black magician and the white, is green ray. Or There are other differences, of course, but the main difference is green ray. And so, uh, in this case, um, green ray activation is being equated with the capacity for experiencing and mastering, to a great extent, uh, transfers of energy of all types. <laughs> I remember when I first read this paragraph years ago, I had a real hard time with it. What they're really saying, I think, is, what Ra's saying is, until you are open-hearted and kept capable of broadly accepting energy transfers of all types uh, and bringing them to love, bringing, being in love and acceptance, non-control, non-reactivity, non-defensiveness, non-manipulation um, to all you know to energy transfers of all types meaning a broad spectrum 
um, of experience, particularly one, two, three. Uh, physical experience, personal self-oriented experience and relationshipal or societal or group interactive uh, experience until those have been widely, uh, until one has developed a broad capacity to accept all that, meaning accepting trouble, <laughs> accepting hardship, challenge, pain, loss, illness, sickness, right? Uh, a lot of sex and no sex, <laughs> a lot of sleep and no sleep, good food and no food, um, very damaged psychology and, and a very fine psychological development, emotions of strength and emotions of weakness and, you know, intense emotionality and, non, and, and incapacity to feel emotionality and intense relationship activity and total uh, isolation. Uh, high level of social activation, high level of social life, you know, the king and the emperor and the priest and the cardinal and the, uh, you know, quadriplegic beggar on the board in the street, uh, who I met in, in the Philippines. Guy, he doesn't have no legs. He's, he's, sit, he's propped on a board with no legs, two arms, no legs, a torso sitting on a dirty board, pulling himself through the streets. Now that may be, you know, <laughs> guy could have been a Tibetan master in a past life, and and he's seeking to experience, and not quite master. I, w I think they use master. The word master here is is uh, unfortunate. It's really accept and make peace with um, that kind of any kind of experience relating to first and second third chakra, you know. Very high souls may choose a very terrible destitute lifetime, simply so that they can quote experience and master to a great extent transfers of energy of all type, of the most despised, unpleasant, painful type. Until one can do that, there'll be blockages in blue and indigo. <laughs> then, 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 um, violet or seventh ray is a resource through which from which through indigo. <laughs> so the intelligent infinity contact or access point of crown bringing through intelligent infinity is done, that is done through indigo. And that, that meaning uh, sixth ray activation must be quite well developed before one can make that gateway or, you know, gateway to intelligent infinity is the shuttle or the linkage, energy linkage between six and seven which thereby may allow contact with intelligent infinity, which thereby may then allow intelligent energy uh, activation, which would come through as radiation uh, according to fourth or fifth or sixth chakra, the situation and how, it, how one wishes to be. Uh, then the radiation is not violet, but what, four, five, or six, depending on the nature of the type of intelligence <laughs> which infinity has brought through into discernible energy. Um, the type of intelligence is going to be green or blue or indigo. These are three types of intelligence. So it's super esoteric here, and all of this could be uh, elaborated upon even more, but we are not going to do four hours on session 54. <laughs> but um, you can see that um, uh, adept work depends on indigo, 
but indigo depends on green and blue. <laughs> blue depends on green, and green depends on love and, and broad capacity to accept and make peace with uh, all forms of life experience or energy transfers. Uh, that then supports blue, which basically supports indigo, which makes the contact with violet, which uh, brings through intelligent contacts and brings through intelligent... It basically contacts intelligent infinity and then brings through intelligent energy. That's the discernible energy. The discernible energy is intelligent energy, light, love, love, light. As a result of the contact with intelligent infinity, as the result of the um, making use of the violet seventh ray emanation or violet ray totality uh, access through indigo. All right. So when we're talking about green ray service, or at least radiatory, we're talking about healing, like Yeshua did, blue ray, uh, radiatory, or radiatory in this case really means using intelligent energy through accessing contact with intelligent infinity. And that's communication inspiration, and I would also say knowing. And indigo is, is basically um, more, you know, more radiatory, um, more invisible or um, non-differentiated than even knowing. Finally, 5432, what if a mind-body-spirit complex feels a feeling in meditation at the indigo center? What is he feeling? Ross actually talked about this a bit. Ross said, this will be the last full query of this working. One who feels this activation is one experiencing in-streamings at that energy center, meaning indigo 6, to be used either for... Uh, three things. It's not really either, it's for one of three or combined together. The tingling is the result of experiencing in-streamings at the energy center to be used either for the unblocking of the center, for its tuning to match the harmonics of other energy centers, or to activate the gateway to intelligent infinity. And this is the three functions or three um, phases or aspects of development of sixth ray first is uh, unblocking of it itself the second is tuning or coordination of sixth ray to the harmonics of other chakras meaning mainly one through six one through five and then uh, to go up or activate the gateway to intelligent infinity so tingling at the third eye may indicate one or a combination of the three uh, the first is coordination of six and lower chakras. The second is um, direct unblocking of the six ray in and of itself. And the third function is activation with sev- activation or coordination with seventh ray, coordination um, uh, with seven being the activation of that gateway or shuttle spirit shuttle complex to infinity. Ross said we cannot be specific and then in brackets, for each of these workings, these three workings is experienced by the entity which feels this physical complex distortion, meaning um, one may have these different, these three different workings or um, functions of activation or types of activation or activation activities of third ray, uh, of, sorry, of third eye or sixth ray, one may have them simultaneously or now and then, together, one or the other. Uh, but six ray is key. But you really are not safe in six ray unless you have a good heart. Don't forget that. 
Is there a brief query before we leave this instrument? 5433, the end at last of the session. Don says, I would just, I just would ask if there's anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or improve the contact. And Ra says, I am Ra. Please be aware of the need for the support of the instrument's neck. All is well. I leave you, my friends, in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, then, rejoicing in the power and the peace of the one infinite creator, Adonai. And that's session 54 in three parts. Super duper uh, important session in terms of um, understanding the linkage between the energy um, development from root to crown and condition of the seven chakras as that relates to mind's use of uh, catalyst or the mind's progressively skillful fashioning of catalyst as time goes by. First of all, I'm not at that level, okay? That's complete and perfect enlightenment. And uh, I'm not there, obviously. <laughs> but as far as I've experienced, you know, mm, moving along the path or the developmental path, um, there is increasing freedom with um, decreasing um, a decreasing sense of a separate self. The, the, you see, the, the, the experience of a separate self is, is actually um, illusion or it's, it's empty. Meaning, we experience a separate self, but um, that's a result of limited perception. And that's a result of blockages. And that's a result of all sorts of distortions in mind. As the distortions in mind and the energy blockages go away, slowly, little by little, um, the sense of self actually dissolves <laughs> into a sense of um, unbounded, non-personal presence. Meaning, um, I am that I am. One doesn't, one is far, one, one becomes far less self-referential meaning there's less need to talk about me or think about me because um, there's just less of a sense of a bounded um, mental identity. Because what is it, right? You know you're not your body. I mean, if, if, if you stub your toe, you don't say, I stubbed myself. You say, I stubbed my toe. I, you know, my toe hurts, not I hurt. You may say, it hurts or I'm, pain, I'm in pain, but you'll know it's my toe. But you know that that's not the whole of you. Uh, it's very much like that, <laughs> if you know what that means. The sense of self um, just becomes less of an important factor in one's mind. Selfhood, separated or defined, differentiated selfhood, um, becomes less of a important point, less of a point of focus. One doesn't think me that much. Now, one may still be in distortion or make mistakes or get in trouble or, you know, wish one had not done this or whatever. Uh, but the self, the whole self-referentiality decreases radically. I mean, I'm not at the end, but in my experience, self-referentiality decreases radically. Uh, and there's a greater sense of freedom. Nothing is lost because the only thing that 
the, the only thing that's lost is, is the thoughts surrounding that keep reinforcing the sense of a separate me. Those mm-hmm. thoughts decrease. And then um, there isn't a sense of separate me to the same extent. There's just a sense of open presence. And the whole issue of self-definition becomes less and less important. <laughs> Ra said that, you know, for them, that there's no more memory in seventh density. I'm not in seventh density, but it, it sort of means that uh, the past and the present and the future are all uh, joined now. Now, I'm not at that level, but uh, all I know is that there's absolutely greater freedom and ease and openness and well-being that comes from the progressive dissolving of any sense of ego or self or, or limited self-identity. Um, normally, I mean, if one if one uh, develop if, if one continues in meditation, in my experience, um, I passed. I have experienced progressive levels of fear. Uh, I believe, you know, that deeper meditation leads through progressive uh, levels of fear of loss. And uh, it's it's a ultimately a loss of conceptualization. It's a loss of holding on to our concepts of identity. So in meditation, there's the fear that as the breath slows down, <clears throat> there's the fear that I'll stop breathing and die unless I exert some some subtle level of control over my breathing. One then, re, one then can pass through that and realize, well, if I die, I die. <laughs> if the body doesn't want to breathe, it'll stop, and that'll be the end of that, and I'll die in meditation. And then um, moving through that fear, the body relaxes more, and the breath goes even slower. Uh, and then there one may uh, face a, a fear of being without conceiving the fear of not thinking the fear of awareness without thinking you know how vulnerable one may be in this world of you know difficult people um sitting uh, thoughtless in meditation one is totally open one may think oh my god the negatives are going to attack me but actually uh, one surpassed their level of energy and consciousness already so, meaning in that in that you know pure mindfulness state without uh, generating thought, but but with bright awareness. So there are progressive um, progressive meetings with different levels or different uh, levels of fear, different fears, and eventually, um, more and more, one becomes okay with non-grasping and non-conceiving and um, thoughtless being. And then there's this expansion of presence. And then one realizes that that presence is one's true identity. And conceiving identity by thinking um, become, you know, is felt as unnecessary and dukkha. I mean, samskara is dukkha. Conceiving and thinking is dukkha directly. And then one, the mind inclines to nibbana, that's a phrase in Buddhism, the mind inclining to the deathless, the mind sort of naturally then, um, it's developing a certain momentum um, of, the, of, that, of, those, levels of the, those levels of development themselves uh, generate uh, further momentum to being free of, of all the ignorance 
based on wrong identifications and and the fears of losing this and that what we think we need what we thought we needed so that's the value of of steady meditation versus drug drug tripping the only way to get there and to be there in a stable condition or stable way um i think is progressive you know spiritual practice in session 55 um we'll find uh, 18 exchanges and more discussion uh, some discussion of white magic and the negative path uh, some things about the positive path and a lot of talk about pyramids a lot of talk about pyramids half the session is about pyramids or the Giza pyramid particularly the great Giza pyramid which Ra built by thought and um, a bit of discussion of raw um, negative path negative path and um, Orion of obviously and that leads to some discussion a long discussion about the pyramids so it's an interesting session and five five is a nice uh, combination of numbers so thank you so much for being here I hope it was useful for you it was very useful for me um, I thank all those in attendance. Uh, may you all be well and happy. See you next time, and good night.